Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Amen. Total victory. Step number one, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. If you are going to experience total victory in your life, you need to be, decide to be a strong person in the Lord as far as the Lord is concerned. Amen. Now, there are people who are in the church, members of the church, but are not strong Christians. Amen. You see, in every field, you can either be strong or weak or average. And I want to speak to your heart today to, for you to decide to be a strong person in the Lord as far as the Lord is concerned. Why do I say this? Because everyone chooses an area of his life where he or she wants to be strong. Some people are strong in their business or financial vision. And all their strengths are directed in that direction. Are you listening to me? I believe you are not listening to me. Are you listening to me? And some people are strong in politics, they, have, they know who is winning the election. You know, during the election, right, there, are, there were some people who had the figures before the results came out because they are strong politically. They have connections. They knew the results. They know what is happening. They know this is happening here, this is happening here, this person has been beaten. You know, they know everything. They will tell you uh, 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 what is going to happen uh, and so on. They'll tell you this person is going to stand for election. This is going to happen because it, as far as politics is concerned, they are strong and have decided to be strong. Now, there are some people who are strong academically. They are very serious about their academic work, their school. And I remember when I was in school that although I was serious academically, my strength was in God and in spiritual things. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be strong spiritual, uh, academically. But I was strong in the Lord. When I was in medical school in the second year, we held all night every Friday and don't broadcast every Saturday morning. I used to go to the 
hostels, the University of Ghana uh, halls, and stand outside the hall and clap every Saturday morning right through the whole of the most difficult year, as far as it was the most difficult year for me in medical school, MB2, second year, I was preaching and I was holding all nights. So I believe that you can be strong. And I was having meetings. And I was doing all sorts of things in the Lord. I believe that you can be strong in the Lord if you want to be strong in the Lord. So it is your duty to decide to be strong in the Lord because you are strong in something, one thing or the other. Many ladies are strong in their vision to be married. That is what they are working on. They are working on getting themselves a husband. And they are moving. That's their aim. That's their vision. Some people would even sacrifice their school to get married. They would decide, I'll not go to university because somebody has proposed to me, he's going to marry me. And he's from America. So brothers and sisters, there is something you can be strong in. Now, I like what the Bible says. It says, be strong. It didn't say pray that God should make you strong. It didn't say ask the Lord to strengthen you. It didn't say pray about being strong. He said be strong. Be. Be means you be strong. You are either going to be strong or not strong. Depending on whether you decide to be strong in the Lord. You can be strong as a believer. Can I have an amen? amen? And so the Bible is saying, be, be. Be means do it. Be a strong Christian. He said, let the pastor lay hands on you and strength will come into you to be a strong believer. No, you be strong. You read your Bible. You be a prayer warrior. You be a member of your fellowship. You revive your fellowship. If your fellowship is boring, you make it alive. Come alive. You be strong. Being strong depends on you and not on God. And being strong depends on you and not on your pastor. It doesn't depend on me. Look, you people should know where everybody has his limits. Amen. Don't blame me for things that you should blame yourself for. Don't blame God for things God has nothing to do with. God has asked you to be strong in the Lord. If you are not going to be strong, but you are going to be strong in everything else, up to you. But he said, be strong. Be strong. If you want to do something, you will do it. I've come to see in life, when somebody tells me, I can't come, I couldn't do this, I can't do this, I always know that it's because the person doesn't want to do it. Oh, yes. You see, my wife just had a baby. And she, she had an operation and all that. A few days later, we're having our program, and I wanted her to come, and I said she should come, and she wanted to come. She was, she was there. She came. If she wants to, if you want to do something, you can do it. In fact, my baby was coming at a particular time, and I said, you know, this baby is going to conflict with the program we're having with Yongicho. So I said, let's have the baby earlier. 
But I said, I told the doctor, you know, can we have this baby at this time? So I had the baby at a time because I want to have a program and I want to be available because I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to be there. My wife is having a baby and I'm also somewhere where I could be where she is and I wouldn't want to have a marital problem after the program. But the point I'm trying to make is that, and when I thought about it, that I've actually adjusted the date of birth of my child because of a church program. To come before the child was supposed to be born so that I could be at church. Yeah. I'm serious. If you want to do something, oh, you will do it. If you don't want to do it, you will not... These people who go on maternity leave for nine months, six months, uh, I'm sick leave, this leave, all that. Personally, I know that there are some people who are sick and who do get sick. But a lot of it is because they don't want to work. And they, don't, they want to stay. You see, I remember one day there was a certain lady, she had a baby, and then uh, suddenly after she had the baby, she had a miracle job because she was not qualified really for that job but she got way up there and then they said this is the time that the job is starting oh man she was there she was there 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 few weeks the baby was born she was there so these things let me tell you look i may not say anything but it doesn't impress me oh yeah I remember one lady, she was a doctor. When she was working for the government, she went on, she had a baby. She went on maternity leave. Many times I would ask her, say, hey, you are still on leave. Ah, sick leave, maternity leave, all kinds of leaves. <laughs> the person is off. Then, after some time, the pers- the, this lady, doctor, stopped working for the government. So she opened her own private clinic. Then she had a baby when she was running her own private clinic. When the baby was born, even the neck wasn't straight. She was in her clinic couple of weeks after having the baby she, was, the, the, she, she left the child with a maid whom she did not even really know a new maid look after my baby and then we called and we're talking to her said, how she said, oh, how for do we for make money you <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah suddenly you see the difference somebody who can go on maternity leave for nine months I mean apart from the pregnancy nine seven to nine months almost one year maternity leave the same person, you know, the baby, the baby's head is like, because there's a time when the neck becomes stiff, the, the, the head, of the, this is when the baby's head was going like this, the baby is still like a fish, or a, a, something new. She left the child, and when he asked her, what did she say? She said, how for do we for make money? And even at that time, we were speaking to her, she was on her mobile phone in her clinic, and she was talking to her patient, she said, hey, Mr. So-and-so, yeah, hold on, Mr. So-and-so, I'll see you, okay? She was making money. So all the excuses evaporated 
Somebody was asking me, how is rain? One of my children was asking me, how does rain come? I said, pour water on the floor. Just leave it for some time. You see that it will vanish. It vanished by evaporation. That is how excuses vanish when you want to do something. Evaporation. It goes. No explanation. It vanishes. When you want to do something, your excuses will evaporate and you suddenly see the person there. When the person doesn't want to do, you see all, he will talk about his business, his work, his school, his stomach, his feelings, his this. You want those who say they are sick. When they want to be well, if the wellness comes and they arrive. And when they want the sickness to come, it comes. Let's be honest. One of the things I've come to see we don't have in Christianity is honesty. So when God says to you, be strong, he means, he means be strong. If you won't be strong, be there. Be there. But if you won't be strong, be where you are. But he has told you to be strong. Then you say, pray to be strong. Ask the Lord, strengthen, strengthen my children, O oh Lord. No, no, nothing like that at all. Be a strong Christian or not. Woman or man, young or old, mother or whatever. What you want to do, you do. Some of these ladies who get married, they, maybe they don't enjoy having sex or they don't like it so much or, I don't know. I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm cold. They have multiples of excuses. I've watched them over the years. Then I've, I began to make some observations. So one day I asked a certain lady, are you doing your best? She said, oh, ask my husband. I'm a really good wife. I'm really doing my best at home. There's something said within me. She wants a child. She wants a child. That is why she's willingly having sex with her husband, which is her duty. But over through the years, she didn't want a child. But when she wanted a child, her attitude changed. And her abilities, and her feeling cold, and her sickness, and headaches, and diseases, and all those things evaporation. I'm teaching you this morning about evaporation. <laughs> so I have noticed as the years have gone by that when people have a motive or a reason for something they are after or something they want, suddenly reasons and whatnot evaporate. And then they suddenly move forward. You ask them, when I get in mind, in five years' time, when I get married in four years, you are in a relationship with somebody, and you you are in a and you want to get married, and you want to get married. So in four years, that two thousand and six, and you see the brother will be giving you various calculations. You are working, you have you can if you really want to, or even you are in school and you know that you are going to finish next year, and you or you are you 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 know you can if you want to, and they'll tell you two thousand and six. My father-in-law is 83 years old. He said something many years ago. My wife used to tell me. He said, if a man wants to marry you, 
he will marry you now. I found it to be true. Those who really will marry you, they'll say, I want you, I want to marry now. Let's, let's marry now. Okay, move, have, hey, what do we have to do to marry now? And they will find a way to get married. That's how I was when I was getting married. I wanted to marry now. You can ask my wife. And when I, I, I married as soon as it was possible to marry. I finished school on the 10th of March, 1918. I got married April, May, 8th of June. I, I signed everything. I said, look, it's over. Come into the house. <laughs> what you want to do, you do. What did I have? I was earning 25,000 CDs a month. My wife was working at Confiscated Assets Committee. She's, she's, my wife has worked with these people and watched them unlawfully seize people's properties. She was earning 20, um, 28,000. I was earning 25,000. I told her, even though you are earning more than me, you shouldn't let it affect you. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> but I got married. What did I have? That was my income. That was my, I, didn't have any, I didn't have any income from anywhere. I wasn't being paid by the church. I wasn't having nothing. I didn't have chairs. I didn't have city. city. I had a future, a vision. I had love in my heart, and I had hope for the future. And I had a job with 25000 And that 25000 I bought petrol in the car that my father gave me when I was a student. My father gave me a car when I was a student, 1988, brand new car. And uh, I, used, I bought petrol into that car, 15000 I was left with 10000 There were times on Sunday afternoon after, after church I didn't have food to eat. But I wanted to marry I made a way. He will make a way and you will also make a way. If you want a way. Don't look at me as if you don't understand what I'm talking about. If you want to make a way, you make a way. That's why the scripture said, be strong. Be strong in the Lord. And suddenly you'll find yourself becoming what you want to be. Look at me of all people, a pastor. Origin, a schoolboy. I never worked with the pastors of, 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 of today or the pastors in Ghana. I wasn't somebody who was with them. I was in a different world. I was in school. When you go to medical school after, you, after seven years, you've lost all your friends because you are in there all the time. Very short holidays. It was after two people attempted suicide and one succeeded that they increased the holidays in the medical school. After suicide, before they increase the holiday, you finish about 18 months of school and they give you two weeks break and you are back. But I, I wanted to serve the Lord and I did it. So be strong in the Lord and he will bless you. How many have decided today to be strong in the Lord? How can I be strong in the Lord? You can be strong by praying. But I'll tell you one of the easiest ways, by being with people who are strong. You see, when you are with somebody who is strong, you tend to find yourself odd and you try to become strong. Look carefully at your friends and see who you move with. Some of you move with shallow people. People who don't love God. People who are not interested in the ministry. People who are not interested in serving the Lord. And, and so you, you, are, you are used to a certain level of living, a certain life, and it's acceptable to you. That is why you stay at that level. 
Look, all through the years. You know who have been my friends all these years? These are my friends here. All through, we have always had people. You can ask Reverend Saki. His vision has always been to be a pastor. In fact, when he finished Addis Adel, did you go to Addis Adel school? Uh, Augustine, St. Augustine. When he finished, he, didn't, he wanted to go to Holy Trinity. He wanted to go to Holy Trinity uh, school. What is it called? Holy Trinity Bible College. Huh? Trinity College, yes. Trinity College. He wanted to go to, it was just, I don't know whether his mother or somebody made him go to university, but he wanted to be a priest. That has been his vision. He wanted to be a priest. Yeah, he was wanted to wear all the dress, the dresses that they wear, all these things. And I've always wanted to be serving the Lord in the ministry. And I've and depending on your vision, you must associate yourself with people like that. I mean your friends, people who you talk with. I'm talking about people you chat with. Look, sisters, there are some sisters in the church. Eh? They are very shallow, airy. Look, you put down 5,000, they will fornicate now. Give them shoes. How much is shoes? 24,000. They will fornicate now. With anybody, anything wearing trousers. Do and give them any option, you see. Don't have such people as friends. There are people who don't know any verses in the Bible. Don't have people like that as friends. Have people who are higher. Even when you are playing a game, when you play with somebody who is above you, your game improves. Yeah. It rises to a certain level. One of the reasons why I know I am good at table tennis is because I used to play with somebody who used to be a a, a Ghana champion. He taught me. He taught taught me how to serve. When when I served, I was in South America and I was with my interpreter and there was a, a, a table tennis table in the and he said um, we should go and play. I said let's go and play. He said do you know how to play? I said I, I, I think I know how to play. Do you know how to play? He said oh I'm very good. He said okay let's go. So I let him serve. I would like you to serve first. So he served and he felt that uh, everything was okay. I said are you okay? <laughs> then I started Then the ball went here. Then the ball went here. I said he couldn't at the point I said I'll give you 10 starts. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why I, I can play like that is because I've played with a very high standard before. I may not be so good, but I've played with a very high standard before. At least I'm number two. <laughs> Pastor Eddie is number one. <laughs> we had a table tennis competition in the church sometimes. I think we'll have to do it again because it's a long time. Are you still around? Yeah. If you move with, you know fornicators and backsliders and people who don't know scriptures and people who don't pray when you flow with them you are just you, you, you look at each other ah me i've only fornicated uh, four times this year this one has fornicated 80 80 times i was listening to a tape he was talking about one american president i don't know even go into those kind of things but i'll tell you something go with people who are of a certain level You'll find your because look, you think I'm I'm affecting you. I'm affecting you, but the person you who is your friend is affecting you more than I affect you. Your friend affects you more than your pastor. Pastor is preaching to you for a few minutes. I'm just about to close. Think about it. I'm just about to close. <laughs> Service is over. We came to church and when has come, you're going home. 
the person who is going to chat with you as you go home and the one you talk to and your friend and the person who is talking, that's the person who is really affecting you more than me. So go with people who are of a certain level. Look, me, if I'm talking, you know my conversation. My conversation is church, ministry, scriptures. Yesterday I was talking to one of my pastors on the phone. I was talking with him and talking. I was sharing scriptures with him. It's normal. It's not that I don't. I, normally, I talk and I mention the Bible and I mention scriptures and I talk about them. That's my normal conversation. If you don't like that, if you want to talk about who's beloved, I don't have all. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. I'm not a woman. I'm not a woman. I don't, I don't enjoy all those things. Let the women talk about it or let them say we will, we will nod ahead. But. I enjoy talking about the ministry, the work of God. And that's what, that is what is nice to me. If you, if you are with me, you will be forced to either be like that or I will not be your friend. Have friends who are stronger than you in the Lord. Who go for prayer meeting more than you go. So that you always realize that, Charlie, I haven't reached anywhere. Rather than people who you are better than and you are always comparing yourself to the wrong person. You are in the secondary school, and the secondary school, the O-level result, mostly grade 2 and grade 3. Occasionally, somebody gets grade 1. You know, O-levels, the one before, before they sported to SSS, we used to have grade 1 up to 24, and grade 2, the 36, and grade 3, from 36 to 54. Six ones is six. Then... If you have four sixes, you get 24. Still grade one. It's a bad, it's a weak grade one, but it's, it's grade one. Depending on the school or the environment, you will think you are good or bad, depending on the environment. In my school, Achimota School, look, I had seven ones. I did eight subjects. I had seven ones and two. One subject, two, and the rest seven ones. Look, I was not the best in my school. There are, I was not the best in my school. In my school, we had one person who had nine ones. He did nine subjects and he had nine, one, 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 nine. Then we had two people who had seven ones, myself and somebody. And then we had four people who had six ones. Before those who had aggregate of eight, nine, ten, twelve, plenty. Before the great ones. Those are the distinction. So if you are in Hudulu school somewhere and everybody is getting 37, 54, 52, 49 and you get 23, you may be saying that you are really mega. But if you come to another world, you realize that you don't reach anywhere at all. And you'll be saying that my grade 2 was a good strong 2. <laughs> Strong to the strong to you had is because of the people you are moving with. Your strength comes from the people that you are moving around with. Me, if you are not ministry minded and ministry conscious, I can be your friend up to a point. Beyond that, I don't have anything to say to you. Sister, who's your friend? Who are your friends? Do you have strong Christians who are strong in the Lord? Yeah. Christ, Christians who don't have sugar daddies? Yeah. Because if you have sugar, if you have friends who are sugar daddies and you don't have a sugar daddy, you know, you may say, well, your daddy 
your, your sugar is a sugar brother, not a sugar daddy. So it's better. Sugar brother is better than sugar daddy. Because he's younger. He doesn't have a pot belly. But that is not so. Decide to be strong. Strong. I can't sleep when the light is off. Why? Are you afraid of witches and wizards? Don't be afraid. When my father died, I tell you, it's not a dream. I was in the house at Osu in the night. And somebody was walking in the house. Somebody walked in the house and opened the door and slammed the door. I'm telling you something real that happened. I was the only one in the house. Eh, it's not a simple thing, no? My father was dead, and various things were happening in the house. What should I do? I told him, I'm going, no. Call the police. Police cannot help you. And when you call the police, they'll say they don't have transport to come. I went upstairs, and I was alone in the house, and I began to speak. I said, whatever it is that is moving around here, in the name of Jesus Christ, whose I am and whom I say, I have bought and bind and destroyed that thing in Jesus' name. And he couldn't. I took certain occultic things and I bent them. I, be, I made a fire in my house and I bent certain things. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Are you afraid? You are afraid because you are not strong in the Lord. So you meet somebody and the person cursed me. Me, I've been cursed many times. Oh. I've been cursed by different people. I remember 1988, somebody cursed me. I've never been cursed. They say, you, this, this, this. I remember standing around here and somebody cursed me. Look, I've been cursed by so many. One day, one day a guy came to see me. He said, I want to confess to you. I've taken you to Juju. I've done this. I've done this. I've done various things. I've, I've had all those. When I hear that, I just laugh. I say, anybody that digs a pit, he will fall inside. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. May you reap abundantly what you are sowing. But some of you, somebody come to tell you that, you see. You'll be weary in your trousers. You, say, you, are, you are afraid. This is happening. This person has cursed you. My mother, my father, my this, my that, my that. It's good to be strong. I say it's good to be strong. When you are strong, the devil is afraid of you. The devil can see that you are strong and not strong. One day the Lord gave me a vision. He showed me. He said, he's changing my ministry from a little. He showed me a vision of a little cat and a tiger. I said, I'm changing your ministry from a cat to a tiger. Oh, yeah. He says, changing the, the whole thing that I'm doing is like from a, a pussy cat into a tiger. I said, wow. I believe it, Lord. Oh, yeah. You are the next person to be transformed into a spiritual tiger. The devil will recognize you and give you the due respect when he sees you. Even if you are in a bus that he has ordained for certain things, you, you will escape. And the devil will be destroyed. Many years ago, I was in school. We were from one boy's. But there was a guy who came to Form 1. He was much older than all of us and bigger. We used to call him Methuselah because he, he looked older. Now, the people who tormented us most in Form 1 were the Form 2 boys. And they, they would shout Form 2, Form 3. 
they will shout, one small boy. And all run. And when they shout one small boy, you must run. So we ran to the guy, whoever it is. And the person said, hey, kill all the mosquitoes around here. <laughs> we'll be finding the mosquitoes around his bed and we'll be killing them. <laughs> oh, God, help the children. <laughs> One small boy, and we're running. One day, Methuselah decided that he, he was bigger than all these guys. He was bigger than the from two boys. He was older than the from three boys. He was more mighty. So I remember. <laughs> he was sitting by his bed. <laughs> and we were all there. And then this from two or from three guys shouted, One small boy! Methuselah <laughs> was sitting there. We all ran. <laughs> he just opened his trunk. And he was just doing something there. He refused to go. He refused. And the guy turned and you see the guy was sitting at the end of the dormitory. And he turned and he saw Methuselah was there. And we had all run. And Methuselah was the only one sitting there. When he looked at the guy, he said, in fact, if I call these guys, something will happen to me. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. No. And from that time, when they shout one small boy, all of us go back, man, to us go. He walks in the house like a king. <laughs> Why? Because he's strong. I said, because he was strong. You see, when you are strong, the devil can see that you cannot be pushed around. You cannot be pushed around and cheated like how he cheats the weaker ones. I see you becoming a spiritual Methuselah. When the devil is shouting, one brother for poverty. No, no, no. I won't come. One sister for no marriage. No way. Methuselah sat there. I will never go. I will never go. I will never go. And he didn't go. From that time, I tell you, it was as though he was in form four. He was in form one. He said, one small boy, he's just moving on his own. Because he is not of their caliber. He can beat all of them. Our time is up. Stand to your feet. We'll continue. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.